Hi, this is Volleyball Explained podcast again. And with Nicola, we are going to discuss what happened in the first uh, three rounds of the Italian season in Italian Superlega 2022-23. First of all, Nicola, thank you for being here for uh, for such a time (laughs) of of, uh, absence. Let's start with the results of the first round because we have some surprises. One very big surprise, one a little bit smaller by now, but still big enough. Uh, and uh, during the first round, uh, we had um, the matches between Perugia and Monza, 3-0. Nothing surprising here. Trentino, Siena, 3-1. Milano, Cisterna, 0-3. Here we have the, the first signs of uh, something very interesting to come. Piacenza Verona 2 to 3, another great match, probably the best match of the of the first uh, uh round Taranto Taranto Civitanova Lube 0 to 3 and Padova Modena 3 to another surprise. And I would ask you to pick one match and to start with it. Well, uh, I watch uh, in particularly Trento, of course, and uh, so watch the the game between Trento and Siena. Uh, it was n- nothing special. I mean, we're at the beginning uh, of the season, so uh, most of the of the team are still working to to find out the the best plays, the best rhythm, and Trento basically uh, dominated the first two sets, and then. Uh, was a little bit uh, distracted, as Lorenzetti said in the th- in the third, and then comfortably uh, won uh, the last one. Uh, it it was a game where none of the team were so special in attack, but Trento as usual uh, had a pretty good uh, blocking system, and uh, for the I think first time uh, since the, the Trento in the Super League. At the end of the game, the MVP was Laurenzano, the Libero. <laughs> uh, so a uh, debuting Libero MVP for Trento has never happened before. And it is pretty funny because for basically the entire season uh, last year, people were saying that Trento was lacking of a, a reliable Libero. And then the first game of the season, the the MVP award went to, went to the Libero itself. Um, Siena, as we know, is a, uh, in Italy we say uh, una squadra di vecchie glorie, uh, a team of uh, player who has been in the Superlega for years, playing for different uh, teams. I'm talking about, of course, Petric, uh, Van Garderen, Mazzone, uh, Ricci. Uh, so I think they just need some time to to get together and to adapt the game to the Argentinian setter uh, Finolio, but. Uh, they look like a pretty decent team once they, let's say, understand how to play at f- full potential. Um, Trento w- was still, uh, um, as for the first three rounds, actually, uh, is, is still working with uh, some players like the Italian national uh, team players that have came to the to the team just 10 days before the, the season started. So they're still, uh, they're still working on it. Nothing special, but uh, so far the only victory for Trento in the first uh, three rounds. Yeah, that's another interesting point we're going to discuss. I will focus myself on uh, 
probably the blockbuster of the um, of the first round between Piacenza and Verona. Firstly, because Piacenza is one of the favorites for the uh, for the title, uh, and they didn't start that well. They lost against Verona for the Stin Stoichev. Uh, Verona, I expected um, from Verona much better performance than uh, than last season, but they actually overperformed at least in the in the first two matches. Uh, Maxim Sapushkov, I didn't expect for him to to be a starter, but he's playing absolutely amazing. He scored plenty of points in the first three matches. Um, Mozic uh, is on the on the level uh, he needs to play, uh, even though he has some uh, some deficiencies. Sometimes he's not that uh, c- um, confident, but still uh, he has a lot of emotion in his game. Uh, Kate is playing uh, with some picks and some downs, but uh, John Perrin is is helping in in reception and. Uh, there is a very interesting thing about uh, about Verona, uh, according to the statistics from the first three rounds, and I will put that here because we can start with it. Uh, for example, Verona is at the tenth place when it comes to reception, but it's in the top three uh, in third place when it comes to attack. So that means that when a team doesn't receive well. But they attack well. That means that they're compensating pretty well on on a on a high ball against a good organized block, and that probably means that if can if they can improve their reception, uh, that would be a very big boost for uh, for Verona, and they can improve even um, even more. When it comes to Piacenza, I think the mechanisms in 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 their team were. Not that good, and I believe they have only one win so far for, uh, from three three rounds against uh, Trento. They lost also to Modena, but let's uh, come to this a little bit later. And uh, Romano is playing very good. Kaneski was uh, playing very good together with uh, Robert Landi Simon, but I don't think everything was uh, working uh, that well in position four. So it will be interesting how things will develop because they have a very good squad, probably the best squad in terms of indi- individuals after uh, the team of uh, of Perugia. Perugia. Uh, but still uh, interesting. And let's also mention the team of Padova because Padova, Padova beat in the first um, round the team of um, Modena. The team of Modena as a host. Uh, Ran, uh, Takahashi, the new uh, Japanese uh, wonder, is was really a wonder in the first two games. Uh, they lost the third match uh, against Cisterna, but uh, but he was really good. I believe he was at least in one of two matches. He was the MVP, uh, so he's playing both. very good. Both both, both matches, yeah, round both one matches. round two. Yes, yeah. yeah, so so it's really great. Uh, Dusan Petkovic is playing very well and. Um, and Jacopo, Jacopo Coutini is very, very well in a very good manner, uh, uh, changing, exchanging Asparuchos Paruchov and uh, and Matthias Desmet, and they're pretty good. They're a great start with with uh, both uh, wins against Modena and um, 
and uh, of course uh, Lubet. But let's go with that to the second round. And what is your pick for this uh, for the second round? Well, uh, I have the chance to watch the glimpse of two games: uh, Verona Trento, of course, which was a pretty entertaining game, and uh, the one between uh, Modena and uh, and Piacenza. Um, so I, I guess you're gonna talk about Verona Trento too. So uh, I could give some some impression about uh, Piacenza and and Modena. Uh, as you just mentioned, Modena lost the first game against uh, Padova, so uh, they had to to bounce to bounce back, and uh, they have the that match against Piacenza, which basically meant a game against Leal, and we all know how the last season ended for Leal in Modena, and not so well. And the Palapanini remembered Leal how it went during that uh, uh, that game. And it was a pretty entertaining game, uh, not so, let's say, incredible. How it talks to, how it comes down to, to attacking, but uh, pretty spectacular because uh, uh, both teams basically uh, rallied strong on every on every rally. Let's say like that. And uh, Lagumsha had a pretty good game, and. Gapet uh, was not so consistent, but uh, when Gapet does, then Gapet thinks uh, was pretty unstoppable. They are also, to me, look pretty pretty good. But Piacenza, and we will also talk about it in the next round against Trento, has a little bit problem in this beginning of the year with Brizard. Brizard, to me, is playing terribly for in the first three rounds. And uh, uh, the game, especially if you have new uh, um, outside hitters like uh, Lucarelli and, and Leal and you never played with them before, you need to give them the best sets uh, available and he's not doing it right now. We all know what kind of champion Blizzard is, so it's surely adapt to uh, to the players. But for this game, it, uh, it, uh, it, it wasn't enough. And Romano is doing... Uh, Pretty well for his first, uh, because we don't have to forget that is his first year in the Super League as a starter, basically, and is the, f- the first three games had had a, g- a good answer and also was the best for Piacenza in this game against Modena. And uh, Rinaldi is also a player that I was pretty curious to to watch now that he's playing as a starter in Modena, and. He has to work, but he's on the good way to become something very positive for the team this year. Yeah, probably there isn't another example in the history of Italian volleyball where a player uh, has his first season as a starter after he became a world champion. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what do you think about uh, the um, the match of between Trento and Verona? Because that was the second win for Verona and the first uh, defeat for for Trento. Because Trento was uh, it's it's another important point that Trento was actually the the um, no Verona was the host. Sorry, Verona was yeah. hosting this match. Yeah. But actually, but by the way, when you work, when you uh, when you now watch volleyball world they are changing 
they're changing the, the titles of the the, the 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 names of the teams according to to which core they are uh, they are having at this moment and this is actually confusing in terms of who is host and who is uh, a guest yeah they they did it also in the UNL and in the yeah. last uh, world championship <laughs> so it's pretty confusing yeah now honestly uh, i thought it was a pretty entertaining match the one between Trent and Verona. Verona with Padova is one of those teams who basically had the chance to work its in the entire preseason with his starting uh, lineup, basically, uh, except for uh, for Mozic and uh, for I don't remember which player of uh, Melita Kashi is one the, the later that came to to Padova, and so uh, they, they had the the chance to to develop a, a very good game. I want to underline the performance of Rafa in this game because 42 years old and doesn't seem like uh, like so- someone who who, who still react uh, that good who knows what to do is a champion has always been and on the other side of the court and Kaczynski it's 38 years old and doesn't look like that I mean the, the two old guys were were pretty good uh, Shapotskov was Pretty much unstoppable. Thirty-nine points, if I'm not yeah, wrong. Yeah, thirty-nine. It's it's. Uh, uh, I believe it is one of the three or four biggest scoring results of a player in the history of the league. Yeah. something like this. Exactly, and and especially the blocking system of uh, of Verona worked pretty well. Eight of them by basically half of them. I think Verona scored sixteen. Blocks, which is the highest uh, so far in the Super Lega for uh, for one game, and eight of them were from uh, by Saposko. So they uh, th- th- there was an entertaining game, and when the tie break, I-, I I don't know where the the game changed actually, uh, because it went seventeen fifteen. So it was I think it was an ace of Cortesia the the last uh, the last point of uh, of the game. It could have been. Uh, uh, other ten minutes of, of volleyball for how the two the two teams were were playing, uh, but uh, I will underline it also for the next round of ten. So I, I'm not too concerned about the the performance of the team right now. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, just the beginning, uh, but they show that when they're playing at, at high level, because there were some, uh, um, what can I say, some part. Of, of the game also against Verona when they played uh, uh, at high level, especially in the third set, they're pretty pretty good to watch. And Verona also. So I think we'll, those two teams will will put up a good fight against basically everyone. Because we mentioned several times Saposhkov, uh, for the people who are watching or listening to this and they don't know who Saposhkov is. Maxim Saposhkov is 22 years of age. He's um, an opposite. Uh, he's tall, 2 meters and 20. I repeat, 2 meters and 20. So he's uh, taller than uh, Dmitry Musarsky, for example. He's um, a youngster from Russia. He played for the youth uh, categories of... Uh, of um, Lokomotiv Novosibirsk, where, by the way, the, the one of the coaches is Georgi Petrov, a Bulgarian who was formerly uh, a, a assistant coach of Radostin Stoichev in both um, the national team and in Hauptbank. 
uh, in Turkey. Uh, of course, the head coach of the of the uh, Lokomotiv Novosibirsk team is um, Pamen Konstantinov, who, who will be again the, the head coach of the Bulgarian national team. Then he played for Montana in Bulgaria one season and uh, another team in, in Russia, and now he's in Verona, and he's really, really impressive. Uh, in addition to what you said, uh, let's mention again the, the Padova win as a guest against Lube because this is a very rare occasion. Rantakahashi great, uh, Petkovic. Um, I I believe uh, David Saita is doing is doing pretty well together with uh, with Corsato, one of the middle blockers, also Volpato, and and I don't remember the third one, but there are three of them playing from the part of the middle blockers. Um, uh, Julian Zenger, the former Libero of Trento, is also there. So Padova was very impressive uh, in uh, in the second round too. And as a transition to the third round, let's start with the first Padova defeat against Cisterna. I didn't watch the match, but still it's very interesting because Cisterna has nine points out of nine points possible after three rounds. Yes, um, Except probably for Milano, the other two teams were not that uh, popular in terms of names. Uh, but still, it's very interesting the statistics here, because very curiously, Cisterna is fourth in reception, second in attack, and first in blocking with three blocks per set. They're also seventh in uh, in serve efficiency. So. So their place in the ranking in general is nothing as a surprise when it comes to the to the statistics. And uh, they're really impressive, even though they don't have this, that uh, popular and uh, world-class names, but they're, they're uh, doing uh, very well with uh, Petar Dirlic, with Marko Sedlacek, with, with the Turkish talent, Efe Bayram. Uh, yeah. What do you think about Cisterna? Because... They're really a surprise. I, I, I don't think we with Ronnie and Ronnie uh, did that prediction pretty well, at least from what we know so far. Well, three games, three victories. I think that nobody <laughs> ever expected <laughs> that from Cisterna. Uh, but uh, on paper, they're not uh, a bad team. I mean, uh, Baranovist is one of the most experienced setters in, uh, in the Superliga. And it's his second year in, in Cisterna, so he already has a connection with players like uh, Zingel, for example, like uh, Peter Derlich. Uh, Sedlasek has played in Italy before this season. He played for Monza, for example. And they're having a, <laughs> having a good time, let's say like that. Uh, so we know how Soli, uh, the coach for Cisterna, uh, how he could uh, uh, develop a pretty choral game who worked pretty well in Ravenna and also in Monza. Uh, now he's working pretty well in, uh, in Cisterna. I mean, for a team that, uh, if I'm not wrong, had to wait since the last game day or maybe the one before the last uh, last season to to uh, to be sure not to be relegated in, in A2, you know, in Serie A2, uh, they, they, they're doing uh, pretty well right now. But my, I mean, I wouldn't go too, too, too deep because it's just the, f- the first three games of the of the season. Uh, I mean, those points will be very valuable for Cisterna at the end of the season, for sure. 
but the level of, of how they're playing uh, is is not so, so so relevant right now. Still in the the third round, I expected something more from from Padova because it, it it was the a clash of two of the unbeaten team in the first two rounds, and it was a one sided uh, one sided game. But I think that if they keep going like that, then we'll have a uh, way more uh, soft season than uh, the last one. And why not? I mean, they qualified for the for the playoff incredibly last year because if we remember, uh, there were a chance that a team could be relegated instead of a two or go to the playoff as for for Chiste. Yeah, in the in the last uh, in the last, in the last season, round, so yeah, it could, it could happen again, and and we'll see. I mean, I have positive vibes about them, so let's talk about it again in a month or a month and a half, and we'll see where they are. Yeah, they will play Trento as a guest uh, next um, in their next match. But what about Trento against Piacenza or the other way, uh, the, the other way around? Piacenza against Trento because Piacenza win their first match against Trento, and uh, actually both teams have only one win from the beginning. Yeah, uh, T- Trento played without Sbertoli. He played with a rookie setter. Uh, uh, Nicolò De Palma, uh, a guy who, who was playing for the youth teams since this uh, this summer. It was at his debut, absolute debut in Serie A1. He played. Uh, he never played in Serie A2, for example. He played in Serie uh, A3 uh, two two years ago, and that made the difference. I mean, after a first set where the the attack of Trento somehow managed to to score points, and even thanks to the blocks by Lizinath, uh, then in the in, in the developing of the team of the game, uh, that that was a big uh, a big luck for for Trento. It's true that on the other side, uh, Piacenza was without uh, Leal for for this game, and Lucarelli was coming back from um, an injury. But still, Piacenza could line up uh, Recine, which is not the last <laughs> the last man walking around, and Luca Basic, who's his third or fourth season in Italy. So we know how, how the thing goes so far. And once again, I personally have seen good things from Tento and silly mistakes, so they are on the good, the good path to to to, to win some game to or to rise their level. But without Sbertoli, it's, pr- it's pretty difficult, especially if the the backup is a guy who's never played in the in the Super League. But by the way, he didn't play so bad. I mean, considering that it was his first game. Ever and uh, probably the motion and something like that could have played a minor role, but it ended up having a good, pre- pretty good game uh, if you consider everything. But on the other side of the court, we had Piacenza that, as you said, is probably after Perugia uh, one of the the best team uh, as a roster in the in the league. And if something is has been proven so far in the first three rounds, it's that the bench. The player on the the players on the bench will have a major impact toward this uh, uh, this uh, this this season for for every team. We saw for Perugia, for example, Perugia lined up uh, uh, Semenu Kempotniski in game one against uh, uh, Monza. Uh, Leon and Plotniski in game one, in game two against uh, Siena. Leon and Semenu in game three against Verona. So if you could rotate the player, or if you have uh, good backups or good alternatives. Uh, in the bench, uh, then uh, uh, you 
it, probably you get the upper end in situation like that where your opponents have to to line up a 19 years old guy as a setter yeah and uh in order to prove actually that Perugia is the is the most consistent uh a team uh, they are first in serve they are first in reception they are first in attack and they also uh, only their their second in team blocking but uh this is no surprise let's mention lube because we didn't talk about them that much for now. Um, Lube started with Ivan Zaitsev as an outside hitter in the first match against Taranto. Now uh, Marlon Yant is ready to play, and he's playing. He was playing in the last match. They beat more than a three-zero. That's that's impressive. Um, Zaitsev as a as an opposite, Yant and Botolo as outside hitters, and the Bulgarian young um, prospect uh, Alex Nikov is training as an opposite, which is interesting. But now, when Zaitsev is back to the opposite position, and they have also Gabi, probably Alex will play again as a as an outside hitter. And yeah, that's that's interesting um, case to be uh, to be examined in the in the next matches, I believe. Yeah, and in addition, the, the game that Zaitsev played is an opposite in the first round because Taranto was also the MVP of the uh, of the game, so it, it didn't it didn't flinch when he came out to move position from position two to position four. Uh, Lube is also one of those teams who have to to rebuild basically uh, after the the departures of Lucarelli and uh, uh, Simon, of course. But uh, Shinenese uh, looked like someone who's basically already in the in the mechanism. But when you have uh, the Checo playing, probably still the best hands in the world of volleyball when it comes down to to setting. It's another thing is easier because they're they're all champions, so they're all everybody's doing its part, but. It's it's a big uh, big advantage, and the game against Modena, if I'm not wrong, was the shortest uh, so far in the Super League. So it was yeah, one hour and thirteen minutes. So it was not just a three zero. It was a, <laughs> a, 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 a smashing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, something that probably the the player Modena didn't didn't expect. Twenty five thirteen, the second set is is a huge. Uh, yeah. yeah. Too big, of a, too big of up and downs for more than an hour. Padova then, uh, then win against Piacenza. Uh, of course, Palapanini is a very hard place to play at. But yeah, it's the, with with Tommaso Rinaldi as a as a second um, second outside hitter. Still, he's young and serving the pet not in the best shape, I believe. Uh, yeah, it will be it will be very very tough uh, tough task for Modena. So things will be very interesting to develop. Let's go to the to the ranking after the the, the three rounds. We have Perugia in first, Cisterna in second with nine points, both Lube with seven. Uh, so um, Milano, after the tough start, they have uh, five points. Padova, Verona, Cisterna, Trento, and Modena with four, but only. Only Padova and Verona uh, have two wins. The other three teams have only uh, 
one and uh, the teams without okay Taranto has three with one win Monza and Siena have no wins so far um probably Monza are the most negative surprise so far but it's probably too early to say yeah it, it's also because Kachopa has uh, yeah. injured so they and have they to have play with second setter and now they they hired Zimmerman for the next games yeah that probably that not probably for sure that influenced their game so it will be interesting how they will create their mechanisms to play with Jan Zimmerman who left Poland in order now to play uh, to play for uh, for Monza uh and for the fourth round uh the next round so we'll have the matches between Trento Cisterna Modena Milano Monza Civitanova, Verona Taranto. Uh, by the way, at last Verona will play uh, a little bit more of a modest theme because in the first three rounds they have the three uh, best on paper this season teams: uh, Piacenza, Trento, and Perugia. Padova against Perugia. I'm not sure that could be an interesting match, and Siena against. Uh, a Piacenza. So, so probably Trentino, uh, Trento and Cisterna and Modena Milano looks uh, very curious. So, in, let's say it in this way, matches. Yeah, uh, and Trento also will play uh, tomorrow on Tuesday against Lube because they they anticipated the game of the fifth round, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, of the fifth round for some some reason, yeah. m- maybe because of the club world championship or something like that. Yeah, probably. I mean, That's the. Yeah, it could be the reason, and then we will play against uh, Lube, and we'll probably without Sbertli, you know, uh, once again. So I know I have such a big expectation for the next, let's say, at least next week for Trenton, next seven ten days, uh, they they will get what they give and. And just like that, I mean that the, the big teams are focusing probably on the Supercopa at the end of the month, so they will not risk the players uh, if not uh, necessary. We saw how short is the is the the ranking, uh, except for Perugia. To me, Perugia will will win the regular season with three four games to play. It's it's clearly too 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 much above the other teams uh, to 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 have some problems, and the other teams could. Could change the season. We I don't know three wins in a row. You could go from the eighth place to the third probably for the the. In my opinion, the ranking will be a short one from the second to the eighth, ninth, uh, all season long. So it's it's not worrying for the team. They are not clicked. They haven't clicked yet, and trying to one of these teams surely. Yeah, that's a very. A uh, very reasonable prediction from your side. I, I also believe in the same way that there will be a very big gap between Perugia and the others. And uh, it depends on teams like uh, Piacenza, Lube, probably Trento, if they can go to the top four easily, or there will be another team in the mix like uh, Verona, I don't know, Cisterna, why not? Milano. Uh, uh, yeah, Milano also. Um, yeah. And I believe that that was quite enough for today. After another three rounds, probably we can do another episode of the podcast and let's see how things will develop. 
then if we will have the tendencies we have now developed and continued or we will have another tendency which are the opposite of the ones we have here and probably uh, we will have the first I don't know defeats of Perugia and Cisterna why not uh, and uh, yeah let's see what, how things will develop thank you for um, thank you Nicole for the analysis and thanks also again uh, for uh, to any of the spectators or to the listeners if you watch or listen to this in the podcast platforms um, please do not forget to like the the video if you watch that in uh, in uh, in YouTube in order to to promote it in the ranking of this very interesting algorithm and of course to subscribe to the channel uh, if you haven't uh, still and of course for uh, in Twitter and both in Facebook purely Divoli the the page of Nicola thank you again for watching or listening and see you the next time bye bye bye